Nicolette, my guest on this edition of the Music Meets podcast with me, Magica. Nicolette, singer-songwriter, producer, DJ and underground music maven, featured vocalist with the creme de la creme of pioneering dance producers and creator of Witches Brew Pop Songs. <laughs> Born in Scotland of Nigerian parents, Nicolette first came to the music world's attention in 1990 when her collaboration with Shut Up and Dance spawned her first single, School of the World, Single-Minded People. The album Now Is Early followed in 92. She then featured on two tracks on Massive Attack's 1994 platinum-selling album, Protection. In 95, Nicolette was signed to Giles Peterson's Talking Loud label and released the single No Government, bit of a classic. The album Let No One Live Rent-Free in Your Head, one of the best album titles of all time, in my opinion, <laughs> was released in 1996 and was a critical and commercial success, also hitting the dance floors with a plethora of remixes. She also collaborated with various artists, including Plaid, released the DJ mix album DJ Kicks and started DJing worldwide, which she still does to this day. In 1999, Nicolette set up her own label, Early Records, on which she released her third album, Life Loves Us, in 2005. On Nicolette's Facebook page, in the Influences section, you will find the following. Water, mystery, geometry, blue-green algae, tiger lilies in bloom, the deep blue sea, dolphins, all sorts of pyramids, eternal space, space, and space maths which I think is much more interesting than the Beatles and Beyonce. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Let's dive straight in. What is your first choice? You picked a, a funk track, right? Yeah, it's a really old funk track called, um, it's by Dynasty, that band called I Don't Want to Be a Freak, But I Can't Help Myself. <laughs> Perfect way to start. Let's have a listen. Well, we were having a right boogie there, <laughs> dancing around the kitchen. Um, that is a fantastic track. It just puts such a smile on your face. Why did you pick this one? Oh, because the dance floor funk in general has been a big influence on my music. Well, this came out when I was about 14 and I heard it kind of, I was in Nigeria at the time through when I was 14 to 15, 16. There's lots of funk tracks like these coming out and stuff. And as someone that loves dancing and as someone who kind of felt like I was a freak <laughs> as well. The words and the kind of vibe of the song sort of encapsulated how I felt. Just the fact that there's lots of like vocals kind of overlapping as well and I love that, you know, I grew up with that. Yeah, there feels something very African in this as well. Yeah. It's so trancy and repetitive. and what you the can song, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the African-American music, obviously it's very much influenced because I think there's a genetic element in the fact of unconsciously recreating you know, African rhythms and polyrhythms and, the, you know, the way they play the bass and stuff. I mean, dance floor funk was very popular at that time, but what really drew me to certain types of ones were the ones that had deep bass lines. And there were lots of percussion in those days in the funk tracks with syncopation and stuff like that. 
and I haven't recovered, you know, since then. <laughs> it's mucked you for life. Bass, bass and drums. It's like, you know, and also just kind of like the music from my own background as well is very much um, based around those sorts of rhythms. And like mm. you say, there's a similarity there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've written down here that it's like a duet between the bass and the voices, really, mm, because yeah, that exactly. slap bass is so present. It's high five. Exactly. That's like, exactly. You put it much better than I would. And actually, <laughs> it's something that I wasn't aware of that. And even now, I've, I kind of think you've just kind of like encapsulated it, really. That's always been my thing. And when I started making music, that really unconsciously informed what I was doing, you know, with Shut Up and Dance and all the people that I've worked with mm. and stuff that I've done on my own is kind of like that. I don't know if I call it a duel, but so definitely the, the, the toughness and the, the deepness of the bass and stuff and mm. and my voice, which is sort of sweet and yeah. high and stuff. Yeah, it's quite interesting, really, because I think it sounds almost more modern because I feel like it's almost like they're triggering samples like they did when house music came in a yeah. bit later. Yeah. Because it's so, you get like the timbales coming in going, and the way it kind of moves from one section to another, it's kind of building the blocks really for what would become house music. Yeah. I mean, it's obvious that house came from disco and funk. Yeah, oh, definitely. I think, I mean, obviously there's big influence in house music. I mean, I think they took the influence directly from there. A lot of the elements and stuff. We were talking about Todd Terry, for example, I mean, like with the timbales and stuff. Yeah. So absolutely. I think these tracks have been a huge influence on, on EDM generally, you know, yeah. and definitely on me <laughs> like you were saying that was, you know the, the contrast between the bass line and the vocals yeah. and stuff and that, that's something that's really informed my music you know that yin and yang thing mm. so yeah there's something very kind of trancy about it as well I mean mm. in a lot of dance music yeah. but what I like is that this kind of moves between sections mm. so it kind of gets in a little trancy groove and then off it goes somewhere else yeah. it reminds me of that group from the Congo Kanono number one I don't know if you know them no I don't but I'd love to yeah oh, they're yeah, fantastic so, yeah. um, I played them on a previous podcast they're, they're really great mm. fun and they get in these kind of grooves and it just goes on and on and on mm. and on it's really trancy and we're getting to that so they kind of lock into a groove mm. with I mean a vocal groove mm. like you know whatever the lyrics are mm. that goes around a bit and then they introduce some new lyrics a yeah. bit later so yeah. you get this sense of evolution mm. but it's always very trancy at the same time mm. well I think the whole trancy element is quite tribal in the sense that you know I think originally trance in terms of African society at least West African society as far as I'm aware that was used for um, healing purposes and uh, shamanic purposes and stuff like that so I think the origins of that kind of like using the drums to kind of have that effect on people and and having that trancey thing was was very much a part of the the, the medicinal culture of, of Africa mm. because it would make people kind of relax and get into this groove and stuff I think that dancing wasn't just a thing on its own it was also linked to some ceremonial thing or mm. some kind of um, spiritual thing you know that's really fascinating yeah. I think in our society we tend to separate things very much yeah, you know and yeah. particularly music's become very individual we yeah. have our iPods and we listen individually yeah, yeah. but I like this idea of music as part of ceremony oh yeah absolutely I think it is yeah it's an integral part and that's why over here in the west like for dancing for example we think it's okay we should dance between the ages of 15 and 30 and then after that we don't or you know before that we don't really but in those cultures people dance from the age of like you know as soon as they can walk until they die you know <laughs> because it's not a thing it's not a separate thing mm. it's it's part of the, the fabric of everything really beautiful fantastic okay let's move on to my first choice i've picked a track by the singer mara carlisle and her collaboration with max de wardner and the piece is called follow me through i'm just going to tell you a little bit about it before we listen to it it's based on the kidneys it's from a project called the body of songs project which i'll tell you about after we've listened and the voice that we're hearing is effectively the voice of the kidneys a kind of passport control or checkpoint officer this is what mara says mm. um 
greeting the cells as they pass through the kidneys and thanking them for their hard work. That's a beautiful idea. I love that idea. It's just like taking me somewhere else already and I haven't heard the song yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm absolutely obsessed with this piece. I think it's wonderful. And this is a version performed live with my mates, Juice Vocal Ensemble for BBC Radio 3's Late Junction. This is Mara Carlyle and Max de Wardner with Follow Me 3. Yay! Thank you for your contribution Nothing is neglected Follow me, follow you Change is life, change is true Follow me, follow you Change is life, change is true Change is Follow Me Through, a live version recorded for BBC Radio 3's Late Junction. That's beautiful, huh? That's really beautiful. It just really kind of put me in a, a weird, like, floaty space. <laughs> I can actually picture, the, like, the cells talking and, the, you know, it definitely does its job. It takes you there. Yeah, I, I think it's a fantastic project, which I must tell you about. It's yeah. called the Body of Songs Project. Mm. And it's um, the Wellcome Trust, the Wellcome Collection, who are a kind of scientific body. And they do a lot of investment in these kind of projects to kind of make people sensitive and aware of biological things. Okay. Um, and so all various artists were assigned or picked their body part mm -hmm. and then did a lot of very detailed research with specialists to discover how that worked. Mm -hmm. So I know that Mara and I guess Max actually uh, went and investigated uh, kidneys. What makes it even more beautiful, this piece, is that uh, Max's father actually had passed away oh. and he was uh, a pioneering expert in kidney research. Okay, so that's quite poignant as well. It's very, it was, yeah. when they performed it, the, the whole room was absolutely... Yeah, it's, it is really, um, it, can, it just takes you like to into the body and into the vibration of the body and um, it's very beautiful. You can just see, feel yourself floating there and stuff. It's kind of sad as well, though. I was just kind of wondering, you know, basically what the sadness was in relation to what it was talking about, you know, because talking about the kidney and the cells. Yeah. And I was thinking, does that mean that it, there's a sense of being trapped in that function or something? Mm. I'm not sure, but I, it, it is kind of melancholy as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, so, I, I suspect the melancholy probably came from that, from, from the that, fact from that, that Max that had, is, had yeah. recently lost his father. Yeah. Uh, of all the, so there were many artists involved, actually. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Goldie did a track. Oh, uh, Ghost Poet did one. Sam yeah. Lee, the folk singer, did one about the nose that was fantastic fantastic wow. about all the smells and all the various perfumes and things yeah. and it's a wonderful wonderful project it's so up my street yeah you know. i love that i love the sound of it i wish they'd asked me as well. <laughs> <laughs> next time maybe i don't know if it's finished but try and yeah. get you in um, <laughs> but it's just those kind of projects i really love yeah you know, and i love the body as well because i think the body is just is so beautiful and intelligent as well and anything that kind of brings our focus back to it because the body is the spiritual representation of us here while you know whilst we're here that's my belief anyway so i feel that it's our expression of who we are really you know basically the tangible expression of who we are we express everything of who we are through it and the way our bodies are and the way we treat our bodies and the way we help or hinder our bodies in their in their natural functioning is an expression of where we're at what we're doing how we feel etc so I'm just so in love with the body as, and, that, and that expression and stuff. So, you know, I'm totally with anything that is creating around that and expressing, you know, around that in whatever mm. way. So. 
I'm glad I played it to you because that was beautiful what yeah. you just said. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, and us as musicians, it's true that it, it's, you know, we can feel like we're going around in circles sometimes, always mm. saying the same things, always yeah, doing the same things. Yeah. So to have a project that is so different, write a song about the limbic system. Mm. You're like, where do I start? And yeah. then you get into with a specialist and you're going to find so many cool that and alone, unexpected yeah, things. That, that alone, where you'd find uh, the depth of knowledge that you'd actually get and the deeper appreciation you get of that particular function would be amazing. Yeah. And um, that alone, would be like so creative and so brilliant but mm. then, then added to that kind of writing a song about it and then performing the song it's like I'm getting excited just thinking about it yeah. it's kind of like I'm not even the one doing it but <laughs> <laughs> it's such a brilliant idea I, I love concepts I love I love yeah. strong album ideas yeah. that then I, I like doing you've research you've done a lot of that yourself though I, you? I have a little bit yeah I, I liked I, I did an album about a ghost story so then I just researched I read M.R. James and you know um, Edgar Allan Poe and yeah. stuff which I never normally would have done and really got into it I watched uh, Haunted House movies from the 1930s and 40s nice. and all black and white stuff and really got into it and so I was totally immersed in it and yeah. so well, you can tell from the songs that you did yeah totally immersed and you did like the video and stuff yeah as well, so, I got yeah. very uh kind of Bella Lugosi very <laughs> spooky that's the whole thing about concepts is that you can just immerse yourself in them completely yeah. from, I mean you do that anyway but it's kind of like having something to lock into and stuff because I think sometimes with your own music I mean with the non-conceptual music because you just make it you know without really thinking about it sometimes and then you kind of like well what's the concept you find out about mm. it afterwards and you have to start digging for it yeah. you know and so yeah it's true that I think one of my themes in my work that keeps coming up yeah. is in particularly my collaborations is why are we here what what, mm. what are we doing yeah. like and it's sometimes a taboo like you're not really meant to ask it but mm. I always ask it of yeah. my collaborators what are we here for what, yeah. why, why, why music yeah. you've chosen to say these things to perform these things to do these things mm. why and we don't have to spend hours and days thinking about it usually it's a very simple answer like I feel good when I sing. That's a fantastic answer. Or I want to... That's a very profound answer. Yeah. yeah. Or I love people and I want to connect with people. Mm. Or I have things that I really need to get off my chest. Mm. Whatever the reason is, mm. great. But that's going to shape the project and everything. Mm. So... Um, I love that. I love that. Yeah, I think that comes across with your work as well. Yeah. Oh, thank like, you. Yeah. <laughs> that's very sweet. Um, let's move on to your second choice. Okay. I love this. You've picked a, a right banger, haven't uh, yeah. you? <laughs> Yeah, Mentasm, isn't it? Yeah, uh, Joey Beltram's Mentasm. Yeah, that was a defining um, record. I mean, it's a seminal defining record in EDM music. So, yeah. you know, I mean, great. there are some, but this is one of the ones that that's just like... <laughs> Joey Beltram, Mentasm. Yay. We don't know what the word Mentasm means, but I think we can guess. You can guess, yeah. <laughs> That's what they That's, call it, portmanteau, right? Yeah. A Mentasm. Yeah, menta and, and it's such a beautiful title as well because it just encapsulates everything. Because, you know, at that time in the rave scene, was very early in the rave scene. We'd had the summer of love and then it was kind of moving into a different phase where it was still undifferentiated, but there were different textures and stuff coming. I was lucky because I came in, uh, you know, as a musician at the time where 
all these new textures and sounds were being created. And this is one of the sounds that kind of became a defining sound of techno and stuff. But at that time, all these sounds were coming out, which were just messing in with people's heads. And people were on ecstasy and all sorts of things at the time. So I think a lot of those sounds were tapping into part of the mind where it was like to make you sort of go crazy, but in a good way, you know, basically. And not just on the dance floor, but just really to put your mind and your psyche in a different place. And these are what these sounds were doing from my experience and from what I saw as an observer as well. Yeah. And uh, I think this is the first use of that sound, which is now called uh, the Hoover sound, which is a stupid name. but <laughs> Hoover sound? It's called the Hoover sound, yeah. No, I haven't heard of thing. that. Really? It's called the Hoover sound. Okay, that's the kind of like grind, kind it's of really distorted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... Um, it's come back into fashion now, actually. Oh, it's, it's, I'm thinking of kind of the David Guetta and the, you know, mm-hmm. Lady Gaga and stuff. That's that's become very popular. Yeah. I guess it's again, it's the 20-year cycle, isn't it? Because it's come back into fashion again. Now. Yeah, and in trance, it's kind of quite popular. It was used in different ways mm. and stuff. One thing I wanted to talk to you about was the fact that for me mm. that synth sounds quite angry actually mm. so and I know you was a very joyful person and not an angry person at all so mm. I wondered how what's your relationship with that kind of pretty aggressive synth sound but I never thought about them those kinds of sounds as aggressive I just thought of them as well hard yeah you know basically but not aggressive at all I just mm. thought of them as, as very energetic and they are kind of playful at the same time it's yeah, not I, it's, I just think of them as sort of funky in a way you know I mean I took to them immediately I was just excited by the newness of them by the mm. I I just felt it was like a new kind of jazz that was happening where people were creating these new things and these new sounds. And I I mean, I like music that's kind of like hard in that sense, you know, hard beats and tough bass lines and stuff. But I never think of it like that. I just think of it as something that is very um, inspiring, you know, kind of quite yang. Yeah. And uh, I love that, you know, because it's it's something that I find exciting. Yeah. I think I get that now, actually, hearing you talk about it. It's true that it's not because a sound maybe has a bit of aggression in it or at least is quite kind of full of attack that it's an aggressive sound because yeah. actually then it's how you respond to it and if what you're getting is just the joy of the newness yeah, the, and, the and the joy... joy and what it does to you, in, like, and I called it mentasm for a reason because it actually affects just the texture of the sound somehow affects you, um, your mind. Your, mm. you know, your, it doesn't put you in a trance, but it yeah. puts you in a, in a trance-like well, state yeah. of mind. Well, I've written that kind down of here. Like a medicinal thing in a way. So. Yeah, I've written down about minimalism. It's because I'm not much of a, a raver. <laughs> when yeah. I hear something like this, I, I love it, yeah. but I digest it as I would minimalist music, like contemporary classical minimalist yeah. music, yeah. which is repetition going round and round, and then tiny changes that happen in the music yeah. make a big, big difference. So when that little cowbell goes on the kind of one and that makes a big difference and something shifting every four or eight bars and that's what I found really interesting is that it's always always changing so it kind of keeps you on edge and that's that reminds me of classical minimalism yeah yeah and imagine being on the dance floor you know with these huge speakers and stuff and all these effects become really like sort of amplified Mm. and um, if you experience it first that way I think it becomes something that affects your whole body you know Mm. but you really I mean the reason I came to London and started making EDM was because I mean this hadn't come out but then it came out when I was already kind of on the scene sort of but it was because I've heard the EDM that was starting, you know, the scene was quite new. It was maybe two years old when I started. I was just hearing all these new sounds, these new textures and stuff. And I thought I've got to take part in this because this is like, because I grew up with a lot of jazz and stuff. I was really into the, the, the ethos of jazz really is to create new things. It's futuristic. Mm. And that's, that's its ethos. I mean, obviously there's something called jazz, which is not, but yeah. 
So I thought there's something going on here and I want yeah. to be part of it, you know. There's a nice thing happening here with the, the technology mm. very much being very fresh. So you've got mm. the filter. Yeah. That was new, right? Was new, yeah. For them to have a knob that they could twizzle and it mm. would make, it would go up and down the frequency mm. spectrum. Amplify, it's called the Q, mm. which is like how much you amplify certain different frequencies as it goes up, up and down. Yeah. And that defined a whole sound, yeah. you know, and I love that. I mean, it was the same when... A bunch of sounds. Yeah. yeah. When synths first came, in obviously you know and uh, Georgia Moroda yeah, and all yeah. of that and then this is like the next phase when then you've got the synths but then they're totally being manipulated yeah. I feel like those synthesizers are kind of like talking to me actually because yeah. they yeah. telling these little stories yeah. and I love that when technology has a bit of a breakthrough yeah. and then all of the cutting-edge dance producers say that's it that's the new sound we're mm. gonna get on board with that yeah but I think that this was actually a pioneer sound for them. I think, I mean, he was actually the first person, as far as I, I, I'm aware, he's the first person to use that sound. And then a lot of other producers kind of like, were like, well, what, what is that? And <laughs> yeah. Well, we're talking about making new sounds. Yes. We're talking about experimenting and yeah. pushing the envelope. Yes. In a totally different universe, a totally different time. Yes. Let's just have a listen to this. This is Leo Adio with a piece called Love is Just Around the Corner. Oh, <laughs> love that i love that love that love that <laughs> i can't express how much i love that <laughs> i'm really pleased i picked it for you i've been wanting to play this for a while and i thought okay this is a really joyous joyful piece oh, of music it's so amazing what is it i will tell you all yeah, tell okay so i first discovered this track when Björk played it on a breeze block mix that she did for marianne hobbs back in the day nice 20 years ago or so goodness okay. me i'm feeling a bit old That's but there we go played it actually. yeah and of course i had to find out what it was mm. this was kind of before the internet like mid to late 90s so mm. i had to you know hunt it out in a cd shop which i oh. did it was a compilation called space age pop and the main thing about this uh, compilation was that they were experimenting with stereo now we didn't hear it now because we listened to it on a speaker mm. but actually when you listen to it on headphones that bass bassoon is moving all all over the place it literally wow. goes over to the left and over to the right and there's ocarinas as well it's this crazy experiment with yeah. stereo and it, of course it's absolutely ridiculous i don't know why the bassoon it's like absurd is moving left and right and left and right it's just hilarious it oh makes me God. laugh every time okay so the ocarinas yeah. the guy leo adio was a kind of orchestral band leader uh -huh. and he decided as you do to do a kind of concept album where every song featured an ocarina trio ocarinas are those little things you must know them like them they look like shells oh. and they go yeah yeah you kind of whistle whistly sounds yeah. but to have a trio it sounds like a synthesizer yeah. and so i've read somewhere online we're pretty sure it's the only album where every track features an <laughs> ocarina trio I don't even, and now that you've described it i think i know what it is but i just never knew that's what it's called yeah and uh, <laughs> it's just the contrast of the sounds it's 
totally it's like dada it's <laughs> totally surreal it's beautiful i love it it's just like i just like you know one of those songs you just like i have to have that song it's just got a, such a childlike and yet yeah. there's like something more than that as well something there's something like it's really accomplished, but it's got this childlike, playful. I love yeah. it. I just, oh, I just love it. So it just made me put me in like a, a joyful place, and I'm like, and I really want the song. Okay, one of the best reactions ever to one of my choices. <laughs> I've made a good pick there. Um, I think the reason is mm. I've had a theory about this. Yeah. I think Leo Adio was really experienced as an orchestral arranger. I don't know this. This uh, no, this, me neither. Uh, but artist. I think he did um, soundtracks and various, you know, quite high level things. Yes. So this was his passion project. This was just him doing. I'm going to do my own music. <laughs> So when you're that accomplished yeah. and you know, okay, the contrast between the very high ocarina trio yeah. and the very low bass bassoon yeah. is going to be kind of hilarious and fascinating and yeah. totally original. Yeah. That's, 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 he's having really so much fun. speaks to me though, that whole thing. Because again, we seem to have this theme of contrast between like the high and low and stuff mm. going through the whole thing. And um, to find it in this, I mean, this is so original that I don't even know where to put the music. You know, it's kind of like, it's so, uh, what is it? Well, how would you describe exactly. I mean, what, what genre would well, you put it in? It's like, I would, I think if you were to go into a, a shop or yeah. on iTunes, it would be an easy listening. And this is what I find fascinating. Easy listening is meant to be easy. And yeah. this is incredibly rich and complicated. Yeah, it is. But because it's orchestral kind of, you know, inter, you know, yeah. vinyls, you get this kind of elevated yeah. Yeah, music yeah. Yeah. or whatever. But there's so much more going on here. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it really speaks. Yeah, it's just really interesting. It's like playing a game, but then you don't have to do anything. You just listen to it and you're, you're, it's like you're busy playing some sort of game. And it's really kind of opened my heart. I really love it. <laughs> Wonderful. I'm so pleased. Um, what is hilarious is that yeah. the track is called Love is Just Around the Corner. Mm. And I, I thought that's a very strange name for an instrumental piece. And yeah. of course, I looked it up. And of course, that bass bassoon yeah love is just around the corner so what it is is a song from 1934 ah. that was sung by bing crosby now until yesterday i'd never heard the song so for me oh. love is just around the corner was just a bass bassoon going and then the song yeah. but i didn't i did not connect that at all no. so it's like yeah but i love the fact that i was so divorced from the actual song and its lyrics <laughs> for me this is the definitive version and so what year did that come out i don't know this it must have been 60s yeah i guess Oh, it's so cool. Yeah. I just love it. It's just so really, it's just, it's just, it's just my cup of tea. Totally. It just has all the elements that, you know, just really made me happy. <laughs> Staying with that theme. Yeah. Nicolette being happy. Oh, let's move yeah. on to your song that you've worked on yourself. I've asked you to choose something that you've worked on yourself. Yeah. And which song have you chosen? High Wave. High Wave. Yeah. Let's stay on the High Wave with High Wave by Nicolette. <laughs> let's have a listen. I'm on the quest of a high wave. Feeling on top of the world. I'm feeling up in a strange way Knowing that I have learned The choice to be myself and feel free I don't have to do anything but be me Waiting on the quest of a highway Knowing I'm going strong I'm feeling good in my own space See how things have come along Everything is nice, good to me I don't have to do anything 
Everybody's got energy, yeah The world is open and I'm glad that I can feel it now I don't need to ask any questions Cause I'm sailing on the crest of a highway Living like a little drum You know this feels like a fine, fine day Cause I can be happy and So cool, fantastic, Nicolette with High Wave. I'd love you to tell me a little bit about the track, but before you do, I just want to tell you that I think you write songs that sound like a mixture of nursery rhymes and mantras. Oh, nice. I love that. That's perfect. That's a perfect. If, if I've succeeded in doing that, then I'm really happy. So um, that, that's made my day. I, I, I really feel that because you've got this obviously kind of childlike joy in the voice, mm. but there's a real maturity as well there. So you've kind of got both. You've got this kind of wisdom something kind of deeper going on mm. but it's so playful yeah. so i think that's your unique approach to Yay. songwriting right yeah I, I think because i believe that life is a joyful playful thing as well but obviously it's a, it's a deep thing as well so i like the way you've you're really good at describing stuff though. like you know <laughs> kind of getting to the essence of it because <laughs> sometimes i fumble with words and i'm not sure you know basically how to describe them mm. and, and stuff i'm looking for the words but you've really got a knack of just pinning it down with the right sound bite or whatever so thank you mm. right. I try my best. I can fumble at the best of times as well. <laughs> so, High Wave. Um, you are happy. You were happy before Pharrell Williams got, he is happy. You're, oh, you, are much, <laughs> you are much more happier than him yeah. in, in this song. I'm sorry. This really? Is, this is a I love of, his song though. It's like, I mean, that's... This is a higher level of happiness, I think. <laughs> 
Well, um, yeah, this is from my third album. And when I first wrote the song, it was more like a, a sort of um, slowish drum and bass track. Then my thing crashed and I lost all the sounds. Uh-huh. <laughs> and all of a sudden I lost my backup and everything. So that was annoying. So, and I was like, oh, and I just felt I was kind of moving into something new. I'd done a lot of the album and I was struggling to find a sort of voice. And uh, so I redid the whole thing again from memory, but it turned out completely different. It turned out much more syncopated and stuff. Mm. And the bass was a lot more subby. And it just turned out like a really weird rhythm that was kind of going this way and that way. But deliberately, I shut my eyes and just started throwing stuff in there to, <laughs> to try and see what I was looking for. And, and then something started to take shape. But it was a really uh, a rhythm that was completely different from what I had in mind when I started. And when it came together, it was the track that actually sort of defined the album for me because that's when I thought... Now, this is what I was trying to do with the rest of the songs, but I've already done them, so that's annoying, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's fine, you know, basically, this is the one that actually is kind of what I was trying to do with the other songs, yeah. you know, so I finally came to it after like a year or something, but in terms of the mood of the song, the, the way that the weird syncopation and stuff like that, the whole thing was just about, you know... It doesn't matter who I am, but who I am is fine, regardless of, you know, how odd I am. So <laughs> seems to be a bit of a theme of some of these tracks. Yeah, I think so, because I always felt different, you know, because I was born in Scotland, lived there and we being different there because we were the only black people there and then going to Nigeria and then having been born in this country. And mm. you know, so people have always told me that I was different or we're not in a bad way. I never said it as a, as, as a put, no, not often, <laughs> but it was more like they made, they pointed out to me that somehow I was different and I didn't know how or why and I didn't really want to be at first you know so mm. through time I just came to accept it and then embrace it I think that this song is like not necessarily directly but sort of a celebration yeah. of, of that kind of self-embrace you know I think musically as well because yeah. it is so messy if you yeah. want to call it yeah. that like mm-hmm. things are not quantized yeah. which is of course the whole point yes. is that it's flow it reminds yeah. me of like free jazz really it's almost like mm. free electro jazz yeah, yeah. Um, because in EDM they, they do they have their own sense everything's in a specific place but not in a, in a way that it should be exactly so it's not that they're floating randomly they're floating in their own pattern but it's kind of way that it's it, loose. It's Kind of, to, yeah, yeah, it's a kind of organized chaos, yes, really. Yes, exactly. And and it's yeah. uh, what I love is that in EDM, very often um, electronic dance music. I don't know mm. if we've specified that we're talking yeah. about EDM, particularly this early stuff. There weren't a lot of surprises with the rhythm mm. because everything was quantized. As soon as software started to really take yeah. over the making of electronic dance music, yeah. then you just click a button called quantize, which means yeah. that all the beats line up yeah. um, and are in time, which yeah. seems ideal. Yeah. But of course, sometimes it's lovely yeah. for things not to be in time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what I was trying to do with this album in a certain way, because I was really... I love the breakbeat. I love the way it moves. It's very, um, it's very sensual. But I was trying to, to deconstruct the breakbeat, mm. really what I was trying to do in, yeah. in, in most of the songs, you know. And so to have the, the essential part of it there, the, yeah. the spirit of it there, but to deconstruct it, because I was bored with it. I was like, why is everybody just doing the same beat yeah. over and over again with variations, but it's the same? Just but I, I think it really works. I think you've ended up with something that is uniquely you because it's yeah. taking your influences and like you say, breaking them down. It's yeah. it's really progressive. Yeah. I think it's... Uh, and also I was thinking of, you know, because I think with a lot of my songs, even the ballads and stuff, there's, there's these syncopated African rhythms that come in unconsciously because mm. that's... Maybe because I grew up with those around me or whether it's because I'm African, I don't know, but kind of a, a tribal percussive element in there, even though there's no percussion in the song. So. Yeah, but allowing for kind of surprises, allowing for randomness to kind yeah. of pop up and, and yeah. seep through. Yeah. I love that. Um, the final choice, we're sticking in the same kind of pocket. Yeah. I wanted to play my remix that I did for you. So this is my remix of Nicolette's Fascination. Yeah. Fascination. 
fascination It was the story of my life Around me was this weird creation Vibrating, shimmering with life This energy caught my attention And I was hooked right from the start I let the fascination dream me And it broke open wide my heart I dreamed a dream of fascination, fascination, fascination in my heart. I dreamed a dream of fascination, fascination, fascination helped me start.
control and feel it in your soul. I dream the dream of fascination, fascination, fascination with your So that was my remix of Nicolette's Fascination. I love that. I love that remix. It's so inventive. It's so creative. I love it. Oh, thanks you, a lot. You did everything, or more or less everything, with your voice as well. So, so I hadn't realised it was that to that extent. Mm, yeah. There's a lot of voice in there. Yeah. I'll take you through some of the things because yeah. I had a lot of fun. So first yeah. of all, the world famous, soon to be world famous, Nicolettaphone, <laughs> which was when I sampled bits of you and then played you on a keyboard. Yeah. That, so you get... This kind of thing. It's just little snippets of notes. But I, well, I love that you, that you did with that because it's, I, it's, I can hear my voice, but then it's to kind of doing these melodies that are so different and so yeah. lovely, you know, that it's just like, <laughs> but melodies I would never have thought of. You just lovely yeah. melodies. And you're really good at melodies. It's just, I like that because you just create these lovely. I'm getting a lot of compliments today. I mean, I'm enjoying this. <laughs> this is uh, this is very sweet. Thank you. Um, now, my favorite thing about this remix is what I call the freaks. And we've established that this is a very positive term. Yeah. What I found when I came to work on the vocals was yeah. that a lot of them were kind of in the middle of your range like you're mm. in loads of impros mm. and all of this kind of stuff and yeah. choirs and things yeah. so what I did was I shifted them so that they sounded very very different mm. so like uh, take my advice you know, this kind of thing and I shifted sure, yeah. what's called the formant so it's the same note da, 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 feel it in your body but it goes feel it in your body oh, okay. really? yeah so it sounds like it's a male voice but actually it's the same pitch and it's just you oh was then, that, I thought it was you singing well it was you and then I copied weird Nicolette oh, so we caught so we formed like a kind of freaky backing vocal oh. parade so we're going so then I was having so, so you I was were singing with that yeah I was making oh. myself laugh so much because I was copying this thing that you didn't you didn't sound like that yeah, yeah. but I was copying this weird electronic version of you <laughs> fill it in your body <laughs> the truth has set you free <laughs> Like Fuzzy Bear or something. Oh my God, but you can't really hear that. It just sounds like, you know, I tried a human to, voice. Yeah, yeah I didn't, tried know, to I make didn't it realize that was going on underneath at all. All came from you. So <laughs> that was that. And then the other thing is that I, I manipulated some of your improvs up two octaves. Ah. So it's very, very quiet because it's really annoying because it it's so squeaky. high. <laughs> but it's just a little bit of fairy dust up the top. This kind of, I can't do it, but... Okay, really, really, yeah, really, yeah, really, yeah, really, really yeah, high yeah. bits. I mean, all of this was just to spread your voice as far, as far low yeah, and high as high possible, as possible okay. so that I could just really use your voice as the main thing. There's uh -huh. only a little bit of, I don't know, a couple of keyboards, a bit of beat. Obviously, there's beatbox yeah, as well. It's so inventive, though. That's the thing. It's just so it's so creative. And, and, and I, I just love your your um, your use of melody as well. It's just really your own thing. You just create your own thing with melody and stuff. Mm. And just really lovely melodies. I just love oh, it. Thanks so. a lot. What do you, what's your relationship with remixes generally? I know you've had a lot done over yeah, the years. Yeah, I've had a lot, lot done over the years. Well, I, I never make genre-specific stuff myself, you know, because I can't. I'm not even capable of it. But, you know, I had a remix done by um, Mike Flowers of one of my tracks. Oh, I, wow. Yeah. I have not heard that one. Oh, yeah. One of my tracks, Nightmare, which is, was on my second album. And it's like... Yeah, you know, I, I know the track. Like, I, quite a hard techno track. I must... Okay. I'm going back 20 years, but I must have heard the Mike Flowers Pops version of Nightmare yeah. somewhere in my life. I'll tell you what, if, if, I don't know if I've got a link, but I'll, if, I'll see if I can find it somewhere, anywhere. In yeah, the if we can find a link, I'll include a link in the 
the show notes so yeah, that people can listen great. to it's so it's just totally my flood what i'm trying to say is that um, i just love different genres and different types of things but i don't make them myself so i like to have those alternatives mm. partly for the dance floor because some if i don't make a dance floor specific track which i don't tend to i mean i like to make tracks that are sort of energetic and they have that element but they're not specifically geared towards the dance floor but i love to dance i love 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 to that's one of my big oh my god that's kind of one of the defining things about me so um i i like to have the remixes for those reasons that to have alternatives and because they can be so creative and inventive as well you know depending on who's doing it but i like to have the just alternatives to that people can have alternatives but within a different context but with my with the idea you know with the concept and but within a different context that's yeah. what i was trying to say i was getting the two words mixed up yeah so yeah just have the alternatives for the dance floor which i think is all, always great just to get like a, a producer's take on it it's just interesting yeah. to see what they would do with it i think it's almost like a kind of blind date in the studio because you get someone's vocal it's like oh what can yeah, i do with yeah, this it's yeah. like a musical blind date yeah okay, okay. and often without even ever meeting the person because yeah. you just get the stems course, through and yeah. you do your thing of course yeah because i mean i've never done it so i imagine that it must be kind of strange just to have these disembodied yeah. um, vocals you, you definitely have to find a way to love the vocal yeah. i did a remix for which was never released which i'm not surprised because it wasn't very good yeah. but and i didn't really love the song or the vocal but i had to find a way because you cannot yeah. work on something unless you find so i had to yeah. find something yeah. in there that i liked that's, that's a nice well i won't say the name of the artist okay. but it was yeah the voice wasn't really my cup of tea mm. but i thought the tune was actually quite good so i just added some more dramatic chords to really bring out the melody of the of the song a little bit more even though i didn't really like the way it was interpreted so then it became the whole thing became much more melodic mm-hmm. yeah and totally useless because you couldn't dance to it it was just it was just really <laughs> it was a, well, I think it was fun i'm just for dancing too though i mean you know because you know i think a remix just is another it's an interesting take on the yeah. song you know and um i think i was meant to do one that people could dance to and oh, i to- really? totally failed <laughs> <laughs> well i don't know how people can be that genres i mean i admire people who can be like genre specific in the sense that okay i'm a drum and bass producer or i do this i mean i admire that a lot because there's so much brilliant stuff that these people are doing mm. but i just I, i've never been able to do that you know no. and um never been able to kind of fit in anywhere that, like that you know freaks we're all freaks, we're all freaks we don't yeah. fit in um speaking of which what are you working on what are, what what is your freakish self working oh, on my, right oh, now my freaky project right now <laughs> well i've got my fourth album coming out this summer Woo-hoo! yay it's been a long time coming and then there's gonna be a single from it coming out as well so we're just kind of like i'm just doing all the stuff that you need to do to prepare for yep. that and to, to enable that to the whole process is ongoing you mm-hmm. know it's from rehearsals to writing new stuff and the album's uh, mostly done, so we need to kind of just mix and stuff and do it now. So, and I just add the last few elements and stuff. So, and mm-hmm. um, so sh- shooting some videos and some stuff. And so, yeah, all, all that stuff around it. So, I'm quite excited. I'm going to do some gigs. We've sort of started booking gigs as well for the summer. So, we're going to do some gigs around it Brilliant. as well. So, yeah. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Oh, it's been like a pleasure and a privilege. Thank you for inviting me. It's, it's like so great. It's been a real treat for me as well. As ever, if you'd like to get in touch, you can send me an email, podcast at magica.com, or you can just follow me on Twitter at Magica. You can check out all the show notes and all the wonderful, interesting music we've been listening to. As ever, just go to magica.com forward slash podcast. Now, we always end with a little vocal impro. We're freaks, full of joy. (laughs) I don't think we need to hunt up far and wide for our theme. I think we're pretty much there. Okay. (laughs) Joyful freaks. (laughs) You were saying about high and low. That was quite nice. Yeah. Do, you want to, do you want to take the highs and I take the lows? What are you going to do? I have absolutely no idea. Okay, you start then. <laughs> okay. Oh, a nice low kind of breakbeat. Mm-hmm.
That is a hit. <laughs> Good job. Freaky. 